Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Good morning. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. This morning for a message titled, Catching. Have you guys ever been catching? Maybe you've been fishing and not catching so much? I, I think that, that catching is for little kids and newbies. I think that's who it's for. I, it's, it just seems like that. I remember as a kid, like being, you know, just eight years old, going out on the snake with my grandpa and fishing, and it seemed like I caught all the fish, you know, nonstop, and they wouldn't catch anything. And they were like, oh, it's just because he's a kid, you know. And, and then it, it's true, like, just a, probably 10 years ago or so, I went fly fishing for the first time. Anybody, anybody fly fish? Yeah, fly for the very first time, and I thought that's, it just seems, okay, in a fishing type of way, so romantic, because I've seen a river, river runs through it, right? And that just looks so majestic, you know, just a, you know, and all that. And so I'm there with my, my friend and his buddy, and we're, we're fishing on this, actually on this reservoir at first, and then we went down to the, to the river. And so we're sitting, we're sitting there right by the dam and everything, and he's like, this is how it goes. So see where that fish just jumped? I was like, yeah. And he says, so what you want to do is you just want to cast it and just kind of let it float, you know, towards the fish. And so I was like, okay. So got the thing going and laid it right there, let, let, landed perfect, floated right there, and bam, caught a fish. I'm like rolling it down, I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Caught the first fish, do it again, caught another fish. I'm like, where's the sport in this? <laughs> this is ridiculous. I mean, come on, really? Only two fish caught all day long. And it was a long day of fishing, not so much catching. And then that's, I think that's what we're going to see in our text today. We're going to see the new guy, Jesus, catch a lot, a quite a bit more than even fish. If you'll stand with me, if you're able, Luke, and by the Holy Spirit, records for us. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish and the net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled their boats so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid from now on. 
you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. And Father, we just thank you for this passage that we have before us and just the life of Jesus that we get to study this morning. And I pray that you would open it to us, Lord. Your, your word is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And we know that it, it divides in us between our thoughts and the intents of our heart that you would discern those things within us and show us who we are, Lord. Lay us bare, Lord, that we might receive your word in the way that you desire to put it into our hearts. Change us, mold us, shape us, Lord. We thank you and praise you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. And so we've been looking at Jesus' Galilee ministry. And of course, if you've been following along with us, Jesus had been tempted for 40 days in the wilderness. As he came out of that, being tempted by the devil, he came out in the power of the Spirit and immediately went to Galilee, to his hometown, where he'd been brought up, to Nazareth. And of course, in Nazareth, Jesus revealed himself as the Messiah. If you remember that he stood up to, to read and they gave him the scroll of Isaiah and he got to Isaiah 61 and read about the Messiah who would come and heal the brokenhearted and set free the captives and all those things. And he said, today this is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, I'm the Messiah that was going to be sent. I'm here. And the people were astonished and they were in, in awe of the wonderful and the, and the gracious words that he was speaking. But it was a mixed response because some of them were like, well, isn't this the carpenters? Isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't this Mary's son? Isn't this, aren't his brothers and sisters here with us? I mean, come on, this, this isn't a prominent family. These aren't important people. Why, why are we listening to this guy? And so Jesus said, hey, you're going to say to me, you know, the proverb, prophet, heal yourself. And he says, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, but only the woman from Zarephath was preserved through that time for three and a half years of drought. And there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha, but only Naaman the Syrian was healed. And, and basically what he was saying is, is you guys are, are filled with unbelief, just like the people back then, you're filled with unbelief. And they were so offended that they grabbed him. They took him to the edge of the, the cliff. They tried to throw him off. And of course, it tells us that Jesus passing through the midst of him went on, midst of them went on his way. It never records that Jesus ever went back to Nazareth. They rejected him completely. But then he went to Capernaum. And you remember Capernaum, he had a great ministry. He was there for several weeks teaching in the Sabbath days and in the synagogue and, and healing people and casting out demons. And, and God was using him there in mighty ways. In fact, he'd go to, to Simon Peter's house and Simon Peter's mother-in-law was sick with a fever and he healed her. And she rose up and began to serve them. And then as he stayed there, a multitude of people, sick and withered and halt and lame and, and, and demon-possessed, came to Peter's house that night, the Sabbath evening, or after the Sabbath, and he healed all of them. And then Jesus going off into a desert place just to get alone, to be with the Father. He went where nobody, and they, they finally found him. They went where nobody knew where he was. They finally found him, and they compelled him to come back to them. But he said this in verse 43, chapter 4, so 4:43. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God in other cities also because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. And so Nazareth didn't want him. Capernaum wanted him, but it wasn't his intention to stay there forever. I mean, I think that that's what they wanted. You join us. Be part of this church. Be part of this synagogue. We want you here. 
And I think it's a good thing to want Jesus in your church or in your synagogue. You're most needed here. But here's the thing, guys. He doesn't, he doesn't come to join us. That's not what Jesus comes for. He doesn't come to join us. He joins us for a little while, maybe, for the purpose of us joining him. He's saying, come and follow me. I remember when I was young, just new, newly saved, I had gotten radically saved and I, I kind of needed, I felt like I needed to get away from influences and friends and maybe consequences of things I'd done, you know, I don't know. And I just needed to get away. And my, er, about eight months earlier, my dad, who was a song evangelist for the Nazarene church, which means he went from church to church and preached and sang, you know, with my stepmom. We're, they were traveling and he, eight months earlier, he'd invited me to come along with them. And at that time, I wasn't saved, and I had no interest in that. But now that I'm saved, I'm like, can you come get me? <laughs> you know, I call him on the phone, can you come get me? And he did. Came to Idaho, grabbed me. We went down into New Mexico and Texas and all over the United States. And my whole goal was to get away, to draw close to the Lord, and then I could go home and go to college and become an architect like I'd always planned on being. That way I can sit in a cubicle or sit in an office, maybe hopefully some good view or something, and just draw pictures and look out the window and not have to deal with people and not have to talk to people and not have to be in front of people for certain because that was never something that I wanted to be. I mean, they, they did get me on stage to sing, but I, to be honest, I sang solo. So low that they couldn't hear me over my dad and my stepmom. In fact, I think they probably just turned me down. But anyway, I was there, you know, and, and that was about my comfort level in front of a crowd. It kind of freaked me out. But to think that I would ever be a preacher. But here's the thing. Here, here was the dilemma. As I went with my parents and traveled all over the United States, I realized there is nothing that I can do with my life but that. There's nothing I could do but serve Jesus the rest of my life because I saw God do so many miracles. Now remember, it wasn't Bethel I was traveling with. I was traveling with the Nazarene. So we're not talking about anything super crazy. We're just talking about just seeing God's provision, seeing God do amazing things as we went from place to place. Nothing against Bethel. I'm not saying that. But, but you know, God just, just he, he spoiled me. Like I couldn't do anything else with my life but serve him. And I just told him, I want to serve you. I want to do whatever you want me to do, as long as I'm not a pastor. That's what I, I don't want to do that. God has a sense of humor. But see, it's not me joining him. It's, it, or it's not him joining me. It's not him saying, yeah, I'm going to be with you. You know, you're going to do what you want to do. It's me joining him and me doing what he wants me to do. And it's as simple as that when it comes to these things. His purpose is to catch us, to draw us away from our comfort zone, Sometimes our life, our way, our goals, sometimes even family or career or dreams. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.